0: everybody. Hello, hello, hello. All right. Hello, everybody. <clears throat> um, I'm glad to be here uh, this afternoon, and um, I have a short word for you. Um, I'm going to give it a few more minutes. I want to Hopefully, if you can hear me, let me know that you guys can hear me because I got a new microphone here, and I want to make sure that it's working. Hallelujah. All right, so, um, yeah, I, um, you know, if you listened to my last, um, it was an audio um, that I, post it and basically it was talking about <sighs> encouraging um, you to really allow the Holy Spirit and, and let me just say this I am talking to born again believers of Jesus Christ uh, Christians um, not in name only but active practicing Christians. And, and, and you know what, actually, even those that may um, call themselves Christians, but haven't quite um, gotten to a place where you're depending on the Lord in every area of your life every single day. Yeah, I'm talking to you, talking to you as well. Um, and, and this is a message of encouragement today, of, of help. Um, something that God has laid on my heart. But anyway, in my last video or audio message, I was talking about um, in order to take you to a more, to the next level in your spiritual life so that you can see beyond what's in front of you. In order, because we as followers of Jesus Christ it's not just for us, amen? And so in order to really operate under the power of the Holy Spirit, we have to depend and rely on Him. What does it really mean when we say trust God? What does that mean? And how do we really do that? I think that um, religion has played a role in making Um, the statement, trust God, more complicated than what the Lord actually intended. And in its simplest form, it means have confidence in me, your Savior. I'm the one that has the power. I'm the one that died and rose again. I'm the one that does miracles. Um... I'm the one who saved you because of my bloodshed. Have confidence in my power. Um, and, and when you have confidence in my power, what that means in your own life is that you will, you will deny your own power. You will deny relying on yourself because you realize that the power isn't in what you do but the power it lies in who Jesus is and and the power that he has amen and so when you get to a place in your spiritual life where you're starting to operate and live your life in that manner that's when God will reveal um things that you can't see in the physical. Um, He will reveal, um, he will show you things that are are to come. And, And that's not for us to boast or to brag or because we're so special. That's not why he does that. He does that because you've humbled yourself enough to realize that I have no power. It's in him and so now he can be confident enough to take you to a next level because whatever he shows you, whatever he gives to you is for somebody else, not for you. And I think that when we as Christians can get to a place where it's not about us, I mean, you know, I re- I grew up in that era in church where it was the name it claimant. It. You know, that uh, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, I want this, so I, in Jesus' name, I declare that I've got it. Uh, wow, when I think back now, wow, was that not all about us and what we wanted? So we throw Jesus' name into the mix in order to declare things that we want to grant our desires? in maturity in maturity, my encouragement to you today is to recognize within yourself that you have no power. Your works mean nothing. Only when you have confidence in Jesus Christ and and the Lord's power, uh, when you recognize that you, when, in your weakness, which we are in ourselves, that He makes us strong. Amen. He makes us strong. And, and when you can live your life on an everyday basis, some of the simplest things, um, I, I'll give you just a, an example. Um, let's say you're uh, something as simple as eating. I'm going to use this one as an example. And say you, uh, like myself, um, have given up sugar, but you love sugar. Amen, so when that temptation or that urge arises to eat sugar or if you're in the grocery store and you're going down the aisle and you're passing through the frozen section and you have to pass the ice cream and that urge comes up, guess what? I'm like, Holy Spirit, I need you. Help me. Help me with that urge. Simple as that relying on him in every area of your life guess what he'll take that urge away but many of us in an instance like that we try to rely we don't even seek him we think i I don't know if we think that that's something too belittle uh, uh, below him but when you get an urge in your naturalness that you know is not good for you may not be sinful in, in, in the sense of, of sin as we know it, or as the Bible states, uh, eating ice cream itself is not a sin, but it may not be good for, for your body. Amen? So when you've made up in your mind to give up something like that and you struggle with it, ask him for help because in your weakness, he'll make you strong. He'll put that power on the inside of you to say no to what you want to say yes to that's not good for you. Amen? I hope you follow me. So I I want to, the the purpose of this um, today is to, I want to take us beyond just discipleship. You know, all born again Christians, we're all disciples of Jesus Christ, meaning we're students and learners and followers of Jesus Christ. But many times, we can get stuck in what I call discipleship mode, where we're forever just following him. You know, you can have a follower on social media, but that doesn't necessarily, they follow, they hear you, they listen to you, they watch, you know, the different things that you post and things like that but they're not really interactive with your life, amen? So you can be a follower of Jesus Christ, but not operating, um, not allowing him to operate in your life in in the driver's seat, amen? Um, and that's what the Holy Spirit, that's what he did when he left here, that's why he said he needed to send the Holy Spirit, is because, Sending his spirit means he's now on the inside of us and he wants to drive our life. But like all things, he won't force it. You have to give up that that self power to let him be the driver. And that means in every single area of your life, you rely on the Holy Spirit, you depend on Jesus Christ to help you make decisions and choices and and in and, and, and areas that you're struggling with, um, you, you go to him. And guess what? That faith, what that does is it shows him that you have faith in him because you rely on him. That shows him that that's why you, you're you decreasing yourself and encouraging him to increase in your life, amen? Um, You know, I was watching the final episode Some of you have been watching The Chosen, great, great series. And um, season three, I was watching the final episode the other day. And the disciples that were, you know, as we know in the Bible, that was following Jesus, when Jesus was with them, they saw Jesus do raise the dead. Healed the sick um all kinds of miracles um he taught them um and he was preparing them and yet on so many occasions he had to remind them of how little faith they had they were right there walking with him seeing all these things um see him cast out devils but yet, they still had so little faith. And and there was, in the final episode, and this passage you can, it references in Matthew 14 and also I believe in John 6 in the gospel. But it's where Jesus fed the, um, the 5,000 plus people that he had been teaching. And he used two fish and five loaves of bread, amen? Now, when the disciples realized that the people had been there all day, it was evening, and that the people were hungry, they started murmuring about, you know, suggesting to Jesus dismiss them, send them home so they can eat, and and uh, you know, started saying, oh, you know, what are we going to do? And just now, remember, this is the same Jesus that they've—he had just healed a deaf man, made him hear. Uh, Someone that couldn't talk made, uh, did a miracle that they can now speak. They had just seen that, but yet still in so much unbelief. And I'm just going to read one passage of this. And it says, turning to Philip, and this is Jesus, he asks, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? And I'm reading this from the NLT in John 6 in the first chapter. It says, he was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Meaning, Jesus already knew what he was going to do, but he says, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Oh my God, you're talking to Jesus. The person you've been with all these months who you follow and see him do all these miracles. And I remember thinking, as I was watching that episode, I was like, in my spirit, I was like, oh God, I just can't believe those disciples. Like no matter what you do, it's like they, every, they just don't know how to rely and, and know that you can make it happen. And then do you know what the Holy Spirit said to me? You wouldn't have been any different there are times you haven't been any different. You would have been the same way. And I was like, you know what, Lord, you're you're right. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, the disciples did not yet, Jesus had not died, okay? The power of Jesus came after the crucifixion, after the cross, when he rose from the dead. The Holy Spirit was not in the disciples. They were were thinking in their earthly minds. They were thinking in the natural. They didn't have the power of the Holy Spirit. Even though they had Jesus on earth with them, they did not have the privilege of not yet of the Holy Spirit of Jesus on the inside of them. Amen. They were thinking in their natural minds so they did what came natural to them, even though they had saw what he could do at the time when a crisis rise or just time to make a decision, they thought in the natural, which is what many of us, even today, still do. Those that are proclaimed, confessed, born in, born in Christians, although we today have the privilege of having the Holy Spirit live on the inside of us. And, and 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 I'm not gonna go into this today, but you can see the difference of the disciples. Um you can see the difference of their lives before the cross before the cross. And then look at the passages of scripture about how they operated after the cross. Because God, the the Lord has sent the Holy Spirit, amen. And so they were relying that power that Jesus had walking the earth was now on the inside of them. It wasn't still their power, it's not our power. It's the power of Jesus now living on the inside of us. But it can only operate in its fullest when we, it, when we rely on them, when we recognize that it's not about us, that we have no power. You can pray all day long. You don't have to pray to get something done. When I, when I, and, and, and let me say when I, when I say that. What I'm saying is many times when a crisis or something comes up, people think, okay, if I pray for six hours or speak in tongues for five hours, that'll make Jesus act. Um, If I go to church every single Sunday and and not miss and raise my hands, uh, you know, maybe be active in the community, that'll make Jesus act on my behalf. No. He loves us. He always is ready to act on our behalf. But only when we can become humble enough to realize that the... The power isn't in what we do. The power is when we have enough faith, meaning we have confidence in knowing that we must always turn to Him in every area. No matter how simple or how complicated. Trust Him. Rely on Him. and here's the thing, even so, sometimes your mind in our naturalness will think, oh, my God, you know, um, you know, if you're diagnosed with, you know, uh, cancer or some illness or um, you're financially strapped and you don't physically have the money available to pay a bill that needs to be paid. In our naturalness, fear will attempt, will set in. But immediately, immediately realizing that Jesus loves us still, so much so that He gave His life for us, so that and now He lives on the inside of us, and what we do is, Jesus, I need you. I know, I rely and trust Your will when it comes to this situation in my life. I know you got me I know you got me um, another another uh, uh, part of episode 3 or the final seat, uh, the final episode in the chosen showed when Jesus was after they had done the 5,000 feeding and he told the disciples to go ahead and go over to the other side so they got in the boat and it would go ahead for him while he dismissed the crowd. And so it was storming and we know that story. And Jesus ended up walking on the water and the disciples, but they were fearful and, you know, it's normal. And they are on a small boat and the storm is waving, uh, you know, going all around them, right? But then they see Jesus walking on the water. And... We know the episode about how uh, the scripture, the passage about how Peter, when they recognized that it was him, and Peter asked, could he get out of the boat? And he gets out of the boat and um, he's walking toward Jesus. And as long as his eyes was kept on Jesus, he, he was good. He was walking toward Jesus on the water. However, he began to look around and see in the natural what was really going on? That there was a storm and he saw the waves, you know, knocking up against him and, and looked down and saw all this water and he began to sink and went below. And there's a part in the scene where you see Jesus' hand reach down underneath the water and grabs Peter's hand and brings him up and he says, I got you. Powerful. That's what he does for us every day. When I got diagnosed with cancer, I was like, what's going on, Lord? I got you. That's what he said, I got you. Do you trust my will for your life? I said, yes, Lord. He said, then let me do what I do. Hallelujah. People let him do what he does in your life. Trust his plan for your life. Everything is not gonna always go right. You may be going through some stuff now that, is, that, that's, that brings fear in your life and might stifle you. But I'm telling you today, rely on the Holy Spirit. Jesus, go to him, talk to him about it say, I need you, Lord. Something as simple as that, I need you, the Lord. That's that faith, that's, that's that small faith the size of a mustard seed. Is when you say I need you Lord that's what that is because you're saying to him I know the power doesn't rely doesn't isn't isn't me but I know you have the power to do what you do and I trust that power I'm encouraging you today to continue to Continue to trust in him. And for those of you that are trying to do things on your own and in your own way, stop it. Change your mind. Repent in regards to your way of thinking. Change your mind. Rely, call on the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside. I need your help. I'm struggling in this area. Lord, I'm tempted to eat this sugar, and I know it's not good for my body. Holy Spirit, I need your power to help me say no. He will do it. He will do it. So I encourage you today. Make the decision right now that, Lord, in every area of my life, seven days a week, 24 hours today, I will look to you for every decision making. I mean, I, I wanna share this one other thing just to show you something. The Holy Spirit just laid this in my spirit. You know, um, I worked I worked from home for years before I retired and customer service, I owned a, Uh, customer service call center and also acted myself as one of the agents and so I would take I I was taking customer service calls from a client and many times the customers would call in and they can be they could be so rude and nasty I've been called names you know when when they ask for something that is just not something that they're eligible for something like that Uh, when they don't like what you say as far as not being able to give them what they want they call your names I've been called the n-word they'll recognize in my voice that I'm that I'm black so that I've been called the n-word I've been called the B word I mean just outright nasty right if you work in customer service you know what I'm talking about and now here I am I'm born again Christian right but oh my god I would get so triggered and I've never been a cusser myself, but I my tone could would change real quickly, where the people on the other end knew that uh, yeah, what they were saying to me was not acceptable, and I can I could professionally um, tell somebody off um, without cussing them out per se but it wasn't professional. And had the client at any time been listening to the call, which they sometimes would, um, you know, I could've, they could have canceled my contract very easily because of my response. And I knew this, and every time an interaction like that would happen and, you know, I'd sign out of work, I would say, oh God, Lord, man, I did it again. And I, I even started putting sticky notes your sticky notes on my computer to remind me that no matter what they said, no matter how they responded, that I was going to be sweet and nice and professional and keep a nice tone. And I was just not going to give in to my the naturalness of me wanting to like be like, mm-hmm, let me tell you something type of thing, right? So I had these sticky notes. That didn't work. That didn't work. Sticking, nose, staring me in the face about what to do. But when it happened, boom, right back again. Lord, Lord. So I'm like, okay, okay. Okay, I tell you what, I'm gonna put myself on mute because they're talking. I'm talking to them on the phone, right? So I'm gonna put them, put them on mute while they're yelling and screaming at me, and I'm just gonna. I even said I'm gonna start speaking in tongues so that way that can calm me down. So they're cussing me out and whatever, and I'm like, oh, in Jesus' name. So I'm going through this ritual to hopefully not be able to respond to them in a negative way. So when they're done and I take my, you know, I can hear them say, are you there? Yes, I'm here. But did you hear what I said? Guess what? They drew me, I was drawn back in again into my naturalness of responding Uh, in a rude, not loving manner. And then it happened maybe, I'm telling you about three years ago because I remember thinking, Lord, I know it's your grace that the client, and and this wasn't like an everyday thing because most clients are really, really good, but I was like, I know it's your grace that the client has not happened to listen to one of the calls that went like that. Because very, not only would I have maybe not been, um, you know, I I would have had a talking to or a warning or something and that had not happened, right? So, um, oh gosh, you guys, hold on a minute. I gotta plug in my my battery, it's get ready to die. Don't go anywhere, I'll be right back. Okay, hold on. Let me plug this in. Okay, there we go. All right, so I was like, Lord, you know, this is about three years ago. And I was like, before I logged into work, I was like, okay, Lord, I really need your help with how I respond to these individuals who are really rude and nasty. I know that it's not pleasing with you the way I'm responding because I'm not responding in a loving manner and I'm your child. And so I go through this whole thing where I'm talking to the Lord, right? And the Holy Spirit speaks to me and he says, what you should be praying for is that I would, that for, for my love, to become a part of who I am for Christ's love. So I I said, oh my God. So I began regularly as a part of my daily prayer, asking God to help me love others the way that he loves us. And so I, I, you know, that was part of my prayer and and remains to this day, Lord, help me today to love others the way that not only you love me, but the way that you love them. Love them through me. And we all know that while we were yet in our sins, in our filth, that he loved us, right? He gave us the opportunity to be in a relationship with him. So when we're praying for him to uh, to, to give us more of his love, that power, he's gonna answer that prayer, right? So all I can tell you is, all of a sudden, one day it dawned on me that it had been a while, and I had had some rude customers, but it dawned on me all of a sudden that, oh my God. It was like that old way of dealing with them, it's like it miraculously disappeared I found myself more patient with them. I found myself when they were rude and nasty and calling me names that I had empathy for them and and I was able to realize, I was able, I knew it was the Holy Spirit just helping me to realize and see, see beyond who they were at that moment that they were yelling and screaming at me, amen? And there was just a piece about it. And I ever since have not responded in that way that I have been struggling with for years, simply by praying and asking God to help me love, to uh, help me to have more, to love people the way that he loves us. And he answered that prayer and by him, me relying on him, his power, that his power took away, miraculously took away my old nature or the old way I was handling that that I couldn't do within myself. I had no power to stop that, is what I'm trying to say. And you have no power to stop whatever it is you're struggling with. Um, You have no power, and I'm not talking about just those sins that we we always like to look at, so we can judge somebody else. I'm talking about the stuff behind closed doors that, like I just described, that nobody else knows about. Your attitude, your pridefulness, um, your superiority, thinking you're better than somebody else. You know, judging other people behind closed doors. That you know, snooty attitude, being mean to the waitress. Um, being unkind uh, to people when when the Christians ain't looking at you that sort of thing God is not pleased with any of that amen but he has given us the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can be more loving and more kind like him but what we have to do is give up trying to do it on our own and rely and ask him for help so I've said a lot to you this afternoon I didn't really intend for it to go this long, but I pray that it's been a blessing. Well, actually, you know what? I know that it's been a blessing for some of you or for many of you because the Lord would not have had me um, address you this afternoon if it wasn't meant for someone. So God bless you guys. I love you so much. Have a great, great day. And until I see you guys again, I declare in Jesus' name, that you will trust and rely on him in every area of your life. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Amen? See y'all later, goodbye everybody.